0: Hey guys, this is Caleb Reed. Want to take some time to welcome you to season one, episode of the first uh, Urban Connect podcast. I'm here with Stephen Frankie, and together we've decided uh, why not add something else to our busy schedules and start a podcast. So uh, Stephen, you're here with me, and uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and your life, what you do, your family? Yeah, so. I think it's a good place to start with just my
1: family. So Nicole frankie that's my wife. Uh, We've been married for over 15 years now. Uh, I have three boys, three amazing boys. Micah, 14, Skyler, who is 11, and Madden, who is 8 years old. Um, We do ministry together, and we've been doing it with you guys at AimRight, which is incredible over the last few years. Uh, But we started an organization uh, about three and a half, four years ago called Unite Phoenix. And so we have a huge focus on bringing organizations together and bringing volunteer support out for those organizations so but i'm excited about this caleb i think it's going to be a fun adventure
0: yeah yeah me too um my family uh my wife stephanie is amazing we've been uh, married for 14 years now so coming up on 15 this year but uh been exciting to have her along this journey with us here in, in downtown phoenix my kids uh madison who is uh 11 and carter six years old about to be seven in a couple months he's super excited about that um but yeah, it's been amazing to have them be a part of the ministry that we're doing here through Aim right Ministries, um, and that's how we got connected. Actually, we just kind of reminiscent about that a few minutes ago about how in 2016 was we first met to help partner together for a Christmas party here in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So exciting things that have happened and exciting things to come. Um, but uh, I guess this passion to or this desire to start a podcast started several months ago. We've been talking about it since, talking about it since October. Yeah,
1: I, I think for both of us, it was something where we are so connected to so many men and women of God, these people that are just titans of the faith, they're out there, they're on mission. Um, and when we really thought about the possibility of getting together with them, really diving beyond just surface level things, what everybody else might see of these individuals but really find out what makes them tick and uh, what what they do even behind the scenes that got to us to a point of just excitement so I'm yeah. thrilled.
0: yeah no that's really cool And i think um in the name it says urban connect and uh you and i are people who like to connect with others and and network and and build our, our circles of influence and bring other people into those circles and and really just share resources with each other and I know you and I have had the opportunity uh, to be guests on several podcasts and radio shows, and and it really has given us a platform to uh, share what God is doing in the ministries that he's entrusted us with. And so when I think of Urban Connect and bringing um, so many different leaders from here in Phoenix together to hear their stories, uh, to inspire uh, what we hope will be a great following or you know, a group of listeners that You know maybe they're all the way on the other side of the united states but hopefully it inspires them to find people in their city in their neighborhood to connect with and um really come together and and do some great things for the kingdom in, in their communities yeah
1: and i when you think of organizations like salvation army feed my starving children these are great organizations but a lot of people know their stories uh for us to be able to highlight some of these other opportunities for people that they've never even heard of before and showcase some of the directors and where they got their start, where their passion actually started. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You often uh, on our Unite Phoenix Serve events that are happening every month, um, you often highlight how a lot of organizations that you work with operate on a shoestring budget and really don't have the means to, maybe put money into advertising or, you know, all these um, things that help them grow their organizations And there. A lot of them are director run and operated and you've got the CEOs or the executive directors, whoever the, the founders, they're the ones out doing the actual work um, on the streets. And so I'm excited uh, to highlight these, these leaders here in our city and share their stories and just how God is moving, um, and hopefully we can bring some guests in maybe from outside our city and, and hear what's happening in, in other places across the country here and um, the movement that God's God's doing here. Yeah,
1: I, I even when you think of some of these individuals and the impact that they're having currently, but they're the, going to be the first people that won't even pull out their title like that's the kind of people we're talking to. They're not the ones that wear a giant name badge, you know, right. that says I'm CEO of this organization even though they have a massive kingdom impact uh, there's still individuals that are extremely humble uh, but again once you see really the fingerprints of god in their lives or family lives talking about even some of the struggles that they've had in their family uh, even in ministry it becomes a very real thing and i think that's a big part of what we're wanting to create here is that it would be something that people could connect with very real individuals but again have this deep burden for the lost and those in need uh,
0: and are very passionate about Jesus. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, like I said, this is our opening episode, season one, episode one. Um, and as we uh, hopefully again have listeners coming to, to hear what we're doing, um, let's take a little more time to introduce ourselves. And mm-hmm. And I want to hear from you. Uh, what was it? What was a defining moment in maybe your youth years? your teenage years that really got you into this place where you felt God was calling you into ministry? Yeah, I, I think my story is so similar to others where that
1: actually is a struggle growing up. Um, I grew up in a Christian home with God-fearing parents. Uh, surrounded myself myself with a great youth group and friends uh, that also seemed to love the Lord. and But it, it still was a struggle of what is my purpose? You know, what has God called me to do? I had this just deep desire uh, to be able to serve him in whatever capacity he was looking for. But I just remember, as, as a youth, uh, before I even attended Bible college, it was a real struggle, and and I landed, at least temporarily, in youth ministry. Uh, that's what I went to school for, and I was a youth pastor uh, for a short period of time. Uh, but it's amazing how, I mean, it, it really does seem to start with that, where you're just like, all right, God, I'm available, I'm here, I want to serve you um, in the the best to the best of my ability. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you're just you're still waiting, even when you're functioning in ministry. Sometimes you're still waiting. So several years later, I, really getting married uh, to Nicole and, and really finding out where her heart is. It's amazing how God will just put those two and two together, you know, yeah. where you're like, all right, this is it. This is what God's actually called us to do. And there's plenty of need. Uh, our eyes have been open to it, especially here in downtown Phoenix, being just a mile away from the largest shelter uh, in Phoenix. And then in a neighborhood where there's a lot of single parent homes uh, that are struggling financially and struggling just to live in some cases, you know, and put food on the table. Uh, we're just surrounded by, by a constant need. But with that also comes the ability to see God at work um, through organizations like Aim Right. And, and so many others that we partner with. So, Caleb, back to you. I mean, what yeah. is it, right? And <laughs> what are you doing here?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I was, as you were sharing kind of how you got your your start, I, I went to a small Bible college uh, in Central Ohio. Uh, back then, it was called Rosedale Bible Institute back in the early 2000s. Um, and I very distinctly remember sitting in, um, one of our weekend, it was kind of an extra special event that that the school was putting on and it was dedicated towards missions. And it was, we had different ministries from all over the U.S. there, you know, had tables set up and they were highlighting what God was doing through them. And, and you know, as a typical young adult, um, you know, kind of fresh out of high school, I was curious what was happening. Um, and I remember kind of walking from table to table and talking to some of the reps and, and things like that. But... When I look back, I um, there was this moment in time uh, when I was sitting in the chapel and they wanted you to come up and and receive prayer if you felt God calling you into missions and into ministry and, and in that moment I didn't go forward. Um, I was personally I was like God, this is nothing I ever want to do. I want to be you know kind of that I guess you call it that blue collar you know work with your hands outside. Um, You know, my childhood dream was to be a rancher, uh, to work out in the middle of nowhere and ride a horse all day long. And so, but um, that really, that shifted uh, several years after that. And, and uh, just in this past year, Steph and I celebrated 12 years of living here in Phoenix. And, um, you know, it was a huge step of faith for us to, to leave our uh, family to leave all of our friends and and move two thousand miles across the country to um, what's now a, is I think Phoenix is the fourth largest city in the U.S. and so we've seen that growth and we live now in the the main part of downtown the downtown area in a small little historic neighborhood but um, really that that desire has just continued to grow over the last twelve years and I could think of nothing better to do with our life and no better way for our children to be raised in this environment where they get to see their mom and dad um, living the sacrificial life. Um, and I say that, you know, very humbly. I, I don't say that to look at us, but it's, it's this sacrificial life of we're willing to go and do what God has called us um, to do. And, and whenever he says, go, we go. And, and we listen to that that voice of the holy spirit to move us forward and so um i can still picture sitting in that chapel and not walking forward um but god ultimately had a, a plan for our lives and 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 we are here and um so you know with god has uh, opened up this door for us to lead an amazing organization in what is called the garfield neighborhood of downtown phoenix um so my wife and I have the honor to to run Aim Right Ministries, and our focus is helping youth find direction in life. And it's really cool because here in, in 2021, we're celebrating 30 years as an organization. And just um, I've been looking through pictures from the past and just seeing all these lives, countless lives that have been impacted by so many that have gone before us, really. Um, you know, Aim Right started in the early 90s and uh, I think of Darrell Bakker, the the founder who started that years ago, um, if it hadn't been for him and and his um, just the posture of listening to God and, and moving forward with that, you know, we wouldn't be here. And, and this organization would not be here in the Garfield neighborhood having the impact on on countless lives. So. All right. So one of my favorite things about Aim Right and what you guys
1: do is your collaboration with elementary schools, specifically uh, district elementary schools that are public schools, Dunbar, Garfield, other schools. Tell us a little bit about that marriage and how coming together with these organizations has has changed even your perspective on how you do ministry here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're we are we're in aim right right now. We're in the, the sanctuary recording this podcast and and literally. 500 feet from where we're sitting is Garfield Elementary School. And back in 2016, when when Stephanie and I stepped in as directors of the organization, uh, we didn't know anybody over there on the campus. We knew the kids because we were working with them and interacting with them through our programming. But I had never met the principal. I had never been inside the office. I had never uh, really stepped foot on the campus. And um, it was through some training and some Uh, networking with an organization called Urban Youth Workers Institute based out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Really, they came alongside and just were supporting Stephanie and I and some leadership development and things like that. And it was through some of those classes that I realized that we're kind of missing the mark. Uh, We've got this elementary school with up to 600 kids on campus just across the street from us. And so I was in 2017, I believe, is what really started to 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 move forward. But somebody had donated some notebooks, some markers, some crayons. And I looked at my wife and I said, hey, let's go over and let's just introduce ourselves. So we took this small gift of school supplies. We walked in and we were greeted by uh, Mary Sanchez, the office administrator, manager. Um, Mary, if you ever listen to this, you're awesome. We love you, but um, really was, Just this amazing opportunity to connect and we said hey we have these this gift for you it's not a ton of stuff but we also want to get to know you more and and we began to share with mary some ways that we wanted to get to connect with the school and and one of those uh early ways was bringing breakfast to uh the staff and just beginning to support them and become familiar build this relationship with them and so she reached out to the principal and It was just a couple weeks later. Um, I'm pretty sure you were there and your wife were there to help us in that. But we took breakfast to the staff, simple, coffee, juice, muffins, bagels, and um, served them. And it grew from that one time in May of 2017, excuse me, to uh, our commitment to do that once a month. And so since then, we've been taking uh, breakfast over to the school uh, on the first Monday of every month and building this relationship with the staff. From there, it's grown into opportunities to come on campus and help with some beautification projects. A couple of years ago, we remodeled their uh, staff lounge and made this space where teachers could truly go and rest during the day on their lunch break. And um, we've had opportunities to tutor uh, kids on campus. And, and therefore several years prior to COVID, uh, we had two to three members of our team on campus Every day of the week, whether it was in a volunteer role, helping to tutor, um, whether it was a staff role, uh, your wife as the uh, librarian and now a reach associate, associate, um, to where one of our past interns, Mike uh, Diener, is now a reach associate as well. He's a a paid staff on the school campus. And so it's just really grown into this relationship to where um, we saw a need. We saw that we had this common goal of Helping youth find direction in life, and so um, we jumped at that, and it's grown into partnerships with other schools across the city here. Um, to where I believe in in 2019, at the end of the school year, uh, we had three other schools within the district reach out and say, "We need a partner. We need you to come and partner with our school." We're here. We hear all the amazing things that you're doing at Garfield, and um, you know it's it's a, it's great. But I can still look back and I can think about um all these young people that we built with relationships with on that campus who are still a part of our programming today who had we not taken that step of faith they may may never have walked through our doors and some of those young people are our most faithful ones to show up on a monday night bible study or whatever we have going on they are there and they're just hungry for relationships and so it's really been cool to see how god's moved in that that area so, cool. Um, well, tell us uh, a little bit about Unite Phoenix. We've been talking about it some here and there, and and you uh, referenced that and 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 earlier on in the podcast. But uh, what? Tell us about Unite Phoenix. What is the overall goal, and and how do, how does that look? Yeah, I, I think the goal has changed. You know, it's evolved over the last few
1: years. Uh, early on, the the main focus that we had was how do we meet the needs. Of individuals, um, whether they're living out on the streets or it's kids that are struggling with whatever issues that they're going through, um, it really didn't matter. It was just who's in need, who does the Bible identify that's in need, and that's who we wanted to reach out to. And then it, it became something, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, a realization of there are a ton of people within the church that are not very comfortable with serving, or they just don't know how. They don't know how to connect in that way. They have this giant hole in their heart where they want to go and they want to take care of others and love their neighbor as their But at the same time, they just, they don't know how to do that. Do they go on a website, you know, and do they just show up at an organization unannounced? What do they do? And so the premise for Unite Phoenix was born uh, out of that. Just the need that we saw, but also uh, the fact that we knew that there were a lot of people like my wife and I uh, that, again, had this heart for others and wanted to serve and especially serve organizations that were already doing this 24-7, um, but but to be able to connect those people. What came out of that was a partnership with several different churches, all different denominations,
0: uh,
1: denominations I hadn't even heard of before uh, that God brought into the fold. And now we're seeing people that that are maybe reformed in their background or they're Lutheran or Methodist, apostolic. You had all these different, again, denominations, uh, people with just even different views that all had this common thread, which is we want to love our neighbor. We want to do what Christ has called us to do. And so being able to see that, it was like, oh, well, now this is Unite. I mean, this is uniting uh, all these individuals together and in these different church bodies together. So we were able to build relationships with pastors um, and then the organizations. That was something else where organizations that focused on different areas of social, social justice Uh, We could come together with them. But also we found out that some of these organizations had resources that could benefit other organizations. That was a lot of fun. And that's a recent discovery, uh, being able to see just what that does and how it really does aid uh, others and other organizations and doing their mission. And so, I mean, again, Unite, coming together, it's definitely something that was on Christ's heart. He talks more about that in the New Testament than he does even love. And so I, I think he also knew it was going to be our biggest struggle, Caleb, um, that we were going to have a hard time with it. And with what we've seen over the last few months, especially last year, uh, we can see there's a lot of division. And so yeah. coming together is super important. Um other things that have come out of that just naturally the christmas event that we do every year uh, again in partnership with these organizations with aim right with garfield elementary school with other churches with now 40 50 different companies uh, that are participating giving toys funds needed to put on this event Uh, the last event that we had just a month ago uh, had 850 kids Um, And then parents on top of that that came out to get a brand new toy, um, they could pick out that toy. um, And then in the week after that, we gave out another about eight, nine hundred toys, which is just phenomenal. And really seeing how God brought even big organizations that were coming out and even a completely different school district than what we work with um, came out and said, hey, we just need help. And uh, God provided. We had more than enough uh, to take care of all those kids. And, and for us, it's, it's about making sure that they have a toy, of course, for Christmas, that's a big part of it. Um, and that's how you rally so much support, I think, and are able to collect 2,000, 2,500 toys, uh, for an event for something like that. But, but we're doing it for another reason too. And that is to be able to share the gospel through these events. And there's a lot of different toy giving organizations that are out there that are doing amazing things, um, but not a lot of them that have that same mission where it's like, how do we tie the gospel into this? How do we give them a gift and then tell them about the greatest gift uh, of this season? And so we've been able to do that. And, and now it's becoming contagious. You have other churches that we've worked with Uh, that we have challenged and said hey do this yourself do it in your own backyard stop working with us stop contributing to (laughs) our central phoenix uh, uh, opportunity here and do it in your own neighborhood partner with your own school and and let's bless the entire city so it's exciting it's every time i talk about it caleb i know it's same thing with you with aim right we get a little giddy and it's just, you, you start, the wheels start turning and you start thinking about the future and just what God is going to do and and is doing right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I know, um, we've, you mentioned in there about, uh, seeing all these partners come together and, and these organizations, uh, be blessed by the church, you know, serving them on a monthly basis. And, um, for our, for aim, right. It's been amazing because we've been able to connect with, uh, Again, like-minded partners out there that are doing the same thing—they're out there. They're about the kingdom. They're building the kingdom in the way that God has called them to do. But we've benefited from their resources. They've benefited from our resources, and we got this network that we don't even—we meet on a regular basis at Unite Phoenix, right? But uh, right now, our interns and some of our staff actually uh, spend uh, three days a week working with some of our other partner organizations and. And they are extremely grateful for that. And um, I know our team loves that as well because it gives them something different to do throughout the week. Um, and, and so I'm sure we'll have a lot of those partners on the podcast in the coming episodes and, and all. But um, I just I'm excited for that Unite Phoenix just brings people together. And um, you mentioned earlier as well. How it you know brings people from all walks of life and all denominations and and um, this might sound like I'm on a soapbox, but like I think the church has gotten so walled off in in recent years and and they say well because you're a Baptist I'm not going to listen to you or because you're Presbyterian or Methodist you name the denomination we we tend to uh, turn and and turn away from that um, oftentimes and and you guys have really been able to again, bring so many different people together and unite us under one common bond. And that's at the center of it all is Jesus. Um, and it's what he's called us to do is to go out and serve. And so I'm excited to see, uh, what happens here in the future. And, you know, for for the way aim, Utilizes unite Phoenix is working with some of our partner elementary schools and going in and doing beautification projects and, and the, the principals and the staff are always, blown away by what happens uh through those events and sometimes it's not fun sometimes it uh is scraping paint off of bathroom stalls and um but they are beyond grateful for for that work and 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 what we've been able to do through some of those projects
1: yep and and i i mean i haven't shared this with you caleb but i I think for me, it's so encouraging. You can look at the current state of the church and find a lot of negativity, like find Mm -hmm. a lot of things where you're like, oh, and you just want to close your eyes and and you're just like what is 2021 going to look like And 2022 going to look at look like uh but i've been encouraged by aimright specifically and just the the generosity of of being able to share resources manpower resources i mean there's a lot this is an older church obviously that you're in there's a lot that needs to be done even here uh, but it's continually hey we know that right now there's this massive need uh, for manpower over at Harvest Compassion Center or up at Thrive A Z to organize so they can get beds out to to kids aging out of the foster care system. You're you're you have a Christ mindset. And man, it's encouraging. It's encouraging for the future to see things like that, Caleb. And I, I think it'll be fun for us in this podcast to, to be able to bring those individuals on and really not just highlight their story and what they're doing and the impact they're having in the city. But to be able to talk about things like that, and to continue to spur on this Christ mindset, which is how do we get together? How do we come together? How do we share resources? Um, and how do we not, like you said, silo ourselves off? You know, yep. to where it's very protective and a holy huddle. You know, I mean, you hear all those terms, mm-hmm. um, and let's just hope and pray that the church catches fire. And because churches still like that, a lot yeah. of churches, a lot of pastors that I talk to. Um, you you sense it right off the bat. They're just like, there's a hesitancy on getting together with other churches uh, to bring their flock, you know, with another flock at another church. Um, and that's my prayer. I've seen it. It's something that we see all the time with faith-based, Christ-centered nonprofits here in the Valley. Uh, let's just hope and pray that the church can get behind it too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and two, like, what's happening is is I really truly believe uh, an expression of what Christ intended and um, what does that say for the neighborhood surrounding us, not only here in the Garfield neighborhood and in the Phoenix, you know, North Phoenix and, and the West Valley and, and all these other places we're, we're showing people true, authentic, what I believe true, authentic Christianity. And, and especially with these younger generations coming up, you know, your kids, my kids, you know they have so many messages that are bombarding them, and I think um, even for for my generation, the church uh, has not always had um, a great uh, a rapport. But mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean; it always hasn't reputation, reputation, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so I think for us, you know, when I especially when I think about my kids, and you know, my my son loves to watch YouTube. He loves to watch gamers. He he doesn't want to play the games. He wants to watch them. Mm-hmm play the games, but then he does take that and he uses that to, he loves Minecraft. And so he'll watch these guys play Minecraft and he takes that and, and he uses that to help him be better at playing Minecraft. And, and I think of, man, what a great opportunity that we have as the church to unite, to come together and set this example for, um, the, the, those around us and say, no, this is what the church looks like. It's a bigger body. It's, 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 part of, or is there so many moving pieces and parts, but when we come together, we function well and here's what we can accomplish. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, as we just kind of wrap up, um, this episode, um, do you have anything that you'd want to share just with our listeners as, uh, we just move forward from here?
1: Yeah. I just keep the hope alive. I mean, it's, when you even look at like the end user or the the end, uh, end beneficiary of some of these services, a lot of times they don't know where it's coming from. You know, whether it's a, be- a bed, it's clothing, it's food, you know, whatever it is, it's a toy. They don't know. They don't know who donated it. They don't know the banner, you know, over that ministry or whatever it is. Uh, a lot of times it just comes as, hey, this is something, we love you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's somebody loved you and that's why they did this. And that speaks volumes. And I I think um, even as I look to the future, I, I really hope there's less of this mindset of, okay, what can I, this gimme type mindset, or, you know, I'm going to do this in order that I can get blessed in return, you know, like a bless me club or something yeah. like that. I'm really hoping that, that we veer off from that. And it's more of a focus of how can I just bless others? You know, what can I do? What can I give? Um, And that'll look a lot more like the Acts 2 church, you know, that you see where it's the early church, right in Acts 2, and there's a lot going on there. But one of the big things that stands out is is that they gave of what they had um, and they were all in one accord. They were all like-minded. I mean, we're talking about thousands of people with different backgrounds, Jewish, Gentile uh, that were there. Who knows who was in attendance? Um, but the Bible says that they were all in one accord. And I believe that's because of the Holy Spirit. It's a Spirit of God that was with them. And it just changes things. And so my, my hope is, and, and hopefully you can join us all in prayer in this, is just that the Holy Spirit would have free reign in our lives. And uh, I think it's such a big thing. Uh, That we just don't talk enough about, but you know, if we don't, I think we get back in that rut of selfishness. And how is this going to help me and help my family and things like that? Uh, But if you can get outside of that and just say, "Okay, I know God's providing all that. He already told me He's providing. Uh, I'm just going to embrace this this revolutionary idea of of just giving sacrificially." Yeah, I think it's good.
0: Yeah, how about you? Cool. What do you think? Um, Man, I, I just want to see, you said, you, you, you talked about just kind of lighting this fire, the church setting fire. And, and I just really want to see people just have this passion to, to one, listen to the, the voice of God, listen to the Holy Spirit as he guides and directs. But, man, out of that, my hope is that, uh, we mentioned it earlier, is that we can inspire our listeners to find something in their neighborhood. We'll go and, and don't just sit and watch TV every night. Don't just sit and read a, a good book, read a good book, but not every night, you know, be active, have that faith that is active, that, that gets you out and about sharing the gospel. And, um, you know, like you said, we can get stuck in these ruts. And so I hope that by us bringing the guests on that we do and having the conversations that we do, um, we can inspire people. I know, Uh, you and I take walks, uh, two, three times a week sometimes. And and we put in a good five miles, uh, every walk. And I always walk away from those always, uh, (laughs) encouraged and inspired. And, and I guess I want to see that happen and I want to see other people experience that and, and hear other people experience that. And so I guess that's my hope is that, um, through our time together, through how God has impacted our lives and our families and put us in these positions to build the kingdom, I hope through that we can inspire others
1: so isn't it amazing how much revelation god gives you on a daily basis where he just reveals his nature to you who he is how he's working in your life and how much of that we just retain like we just hold it in and we often forget about it i think it's whether it's a podcast like this or it's going for a walk at night it's just so important to be able to put him on showcase you know for sure so he gets the glory obviously uh, but it's that encouragement like you're talking about I think it's it's vital so I can't wait I mean it's we we know the some of the speakers that are coming on this uh, in the next few weeks and uh, we, we haven't even spoken to them yet and we already are excited. We know because we know <laughs> yeah. their story and we know their commitment
0: uh, to the kingdom and, and what's going on so yeah hey, I did wait. I did I did speak to one of them um, I, I asked my wife, And I think you should bring your wife on and we could just do like a whole like couple session here. But um, she asked me, she said, what, what am I going to talk about? And I was like, you have so much to talk about. If nothing else, they can come on and, you know, just share what life is like living with two guys that... (laughs) Make or fun just, of us. yeah <laughs> make fun of us or something so yeah. hey guys thanks for listening thanks for joining us today uh we hope that you'll come back and join us again make sure to hit the subscribe button and like this podcast share it with those in your circles and help us inspire and uh really connect people here in our urban communities um and just so thank you for taking the time out of your day have a good one